Good morning, everyone. I wanted to title this message, Perspective. Um, but before we uh, begin with the message, let's just pray. Father in heaven, we thank you this day, Lord, that uh, because of your grace that we can come here and we can just marvel at who you are and your your truth. And Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, that uh, by your Holy Spirit that people would hear this, this message, um, Lord, that uh, it would glorify your Son and that uh, we would be edified, Father, and we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh-oh. Is that me? Okay, let's leave it there. You know, many times on the, on the street when I'm speaking with people, um, they have an incredibly erroneous perspective. Even this last uh, evening on Friday, there are people that uh, they don't see the Bible for what it really is. You know what this is? This is like a treasure chest. And inside of it are gems of truth. There is the right perspective. And it's, it's, it's so sad that there are so many people in this world that uh, are missing out on the proper perspective. And uh, I just want to share with you this, um, this morning some wonderful truths in the Word of God. And uh, and, and how it makes a total difference in the way that we live our lives. When I was younger, uh, my brother and I on occasion, we'd go out with my dad in the morning on a Saturday morning with his friend and uh, he liked to golf. He was a weekend golfer kind of guy. Um, and we would go and we would uh, carry, carry their bags for 18 holes and uh, they'd give us maybe a couple of dollars and we sort of thought that was a fun way out anyways, but fun, fun morning out. Um, and we would even find, the, I, I think the, one of the most fun parts of that was that we would have to go and look for their balls when they shot them into the rough or the woods or whatever, but we'd also find other people's balls, people who had uh, given up on it and just carried on. And uh, that was pretty exciting. And, and on one occasion, uh, after they had teed off, uh, my, my, my dad and his friend were, were walking ahead of us, and we were just trailing behind, coming up to the next tee. And uh, with my razor-sharp vision, I looked down, and I spotted a ball right there. Uh, they didn't see it, so I, I hurried over to it, and I picked it up. And as I was looking down and picking it up, I saw uh, on this, in my peripheral vision, I saw another one. And I picked that up, and I was like, this is, a, and, the, and then as I picked that one up, there were more and more balls. They were all over the place. I thought I hit the mother load. And I'm scrambling, picking up these balls, and my dad yells, Warren, Warren, put those down. Those are driving range balls. I'd wandered out onto the driving range by the tee, and I was scrambling to pick up all these balls. And that was a, they had a great laugh over that. It was funny, man. <laughs> but... Uh, We all laughed about that. You know, when a person becomes born again, he reads the Bible and he starts to see things in a different way. He sees those gems of truth and he's looking. And in my own experience as well, you, you, you can see people that have come to know the Lord and they're excited and they're just, 
they're just so into looking into God's Word and, and finding those, those gems of truth, those treasures. And, uh, you know, the big difference between that and, and the story I told you about the picking up those balls and having to put them down is God wants to pick up all the truth and keep it. He wants us to keep it and hold it in our heart that we would use those things that would cause us to, to follow Him and have confidence in Him. And He's left them there for us so that we could apply those truths to our life. Sometimes when I'm out with Diana, she'll say, hey, doesn't that look like so-and-so? And I'll say, yeah, two eyes, nose, two ears. And of course, she shakes her head. Then there's this awkward silence for a while. Uh, and of course, that's not what she means. You know, and a lot of people, when they look at the Bible, as I was speaking earlier about perspective, people say, yeah, but that's not what God means. Well, in the Word of God, God means what He says. And that's either a real kind of a, a solemn moment uh, in, in, in a person's life when they when they start to see that, because that's how we sort of uh, see our desperate situation. You know, we're created in the image of God. We're similar in many ways, two eyes, nose, etc. And the Word of God, of course, uh, tells us that uh, you will keep him who, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, there it is. So my wife, uh, she used to work in the jewelry business. And for a number of years, and I've heard her use various terms to identify gemstones, and one of those uh, ways to grade, I guess, one of the ways is, uh, or precious jewels, diamonds, are graded is using the term flawless. And a gem can look perfect, but there's a, when you look at it closer, you know, you can see some imperfections. There it is. Now, flawless gems are very expensive, and so I just want you to just keep that in the back of your mind if you can. A lot of the times when they look at jewels, they look at it through something like this. It's called a loop, and um, it shows something called inclusions or faults. And you know, some of us are, are more flawed than others, obviously, um, Certain things come up more than others at certain times. But you know, God has a way that he has a way to look at us to, and to show us our flaws. Because if you're buying, let's say, something in a store, like a, a precious gem or an engagement ring for your um, spouse, well, it would be your wife then, right? Because I don't think too many guys buy <laughs> get engagement rings, but okay. So, the, the device that God has to use to show us our inclusions, it's the moral law, it's the Ten Commandments. I get very excited on this street when I'm telling people about um, God's standard, his holy standard. The third commandment says you shall not um, use the Lord's name in vain. And to, when you ask somebody that, if they've ever done that, we had a fellow on Friday say, yeah, but I don't do that anymore, you know. And uh, so going a little bit deeper and probing a little deeper with, with some of the other commandments that people can relate to, like lying or stealing, you know, if you've even done that even one time, uh, it really shows just truly how flawed we are and that uh, we, we're in trouble. We, 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 need, um, we need redemption. We need forgiveness. Now, if you came into the store, like when Diana was working, and someone came into the store, and they, uh, the, the jewelry store, and they wanted to buy an engagement ring, as an example, and uh, they, she was to show her a ring that was 
like with the visible eye, you could see it was very flawed. That person would go, what gives? Like, I don't want that. It's, it's got all these spots and things in them. Let me have a look if this one comes up. There it is. So you can see. But some of these are really obvious. You could see them just with the naked eye. And you know, the Bible says there's no creature hidden from his sight. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So we're flawed. We're in trouble. And yet, just like in the jewelry store, once you see that, if Diane was to go back and say, here, I'll just, uh, I'm just going to go over to this side and maybe I'll drop this. dunk this ring in this dirty water and I'll wipe it off with a dirty rag and bring it back to the customer and say, how about now? Is that better? That's kind of like when we use our good deeds to cover up our, our flaws, our inclusions. Actually, our inclusions, if you think about it, they're exclusions in a lot of ways. It excludes us from the kingdom of God, from heaven, right? So, you know, a jeweler can't get rid of those inclusions. There's nothing that they can do to take those out. But God does something amazing when a person becomes born again. When God looks at us after Christ has washed us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, we're clean, we're flawless in Christ. And that means that our sins... And this is a momentous thing. Our sins, past, present, future, they're gone. They're never going to be brought up again. We're never going to have to account for those things that would basically send a person to hell because of the fact that they are an offense to God. But you see, that's why you need to be a new creation. And that's what happens when God creates us anew. We're born of incorruptible seed. That's who Christ is, you know. He is perfect, flawless, a perfect, flawless sacrifice and acceptable to God. Just as the person going in to buy that ring is looking for something acceptable, something that isn't flawed, God can make us acceptable to him by his grace, not just with some fancy you know, covering up on our part. You ever notice something? When you see someone, and I see this in, in new, I saw this in my neighbor when she became a believer. She was so excited and wanted to share things and, and tell things anew. And sometimes we, we forget. And we, although we're, we come here every Sunday, and, and we remember the Lord, and as we should, it's a wonderful thing. But sometimes we forget about those early days when we were so excited. And you know, when a woman gets an engagement ring, she's excited. She wants to show it off. Do you want to see that? Well, it's almost each of us as Christians have the gospel within us. And you know, it's wonderful to go up to you and say, I have the greatest, the most valuable possession in the world. Christ, my Savior. And I really love to say to people, would you like to see? I had a fellow on the street telling me, where's Jesus? Show me Jesus. I says, I can show you him. Of course, I was going to take him through the word of God and show him the rich truths of that. But uh, he did spend some time talking, which was wonderful, and he heard about the perfection of Christ and his perfect sacrifice. Now, 
the Bible says, just as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Uh-oh. Is it going to stay there? Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be made as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So the perspective that we have of Christians is God has washed us clean. We can be seen perfect in his sight by the perfect righteousness of Jesus and we we will see God as our Father and not as our judge. Remember, it's all about perspective. And when a person realizes that they are unclean in his sight, flawed, imperfect, that we need to be cleaned, washed, our sins washed away, we have the proper perspective. And it's a joy to the Christian, just as, you know, there was a scripture that says, you know, Jesus was talking the parable where um, the man finds a treasure in a field, and he gives everything else up to have that. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the treasure of forgiveness, the treasure of everlasting life, the treasure of knowing that we can carry to people the good news, the gospel. The Bible says that we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Perspective. It's so easy for us to lose perspective and um, through many things, and I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But, you know, God works in our lives to reflect his truth, his son, Diamonds are, are um, formed under intense pressure, and sometimes the things in our life, there is intense pressure. We're, we're pressed pretty hard in certain things in our lives. But God uses those situations many times, the very things God uses to bring out the brilliance of Christ, you know, the things that make us sparkle when we're in fellowship with God, when we're obeying Him, when we're worshiping Him as we should. We bear the fruit, the sparkle, just as the diamond ring sparkles, you know, because of a refraction of light and going into the diamond and it bounces back out, you get that sparkle. When you have Christ in you and God is working in you, us as Christians, we bear the sparkle of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So the perspective is we can't do it on our own. The perspective is that no matter how hard we try, we can't sparkle. We can't emit light of our own. It all comes from the Holy Spirit. But you have to be born again, folks, first. You must be born again, Jesus said. And if you're not born again, have a look through the magnifier of God's law. Have a look and see if you've broken any of the Ten Commandments. And a lot of people say, oh, you can't use those. That's in the Old Testament. Nine of the ten are repeated in the New Testament. And Jesus Christ is our Sabbath rest. And um, when we assemble together like this, you know, we're fulfilling the law because we love him and we love and fellowship with our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, God has 
facets or attributes that we don't have. He's shared with us so many things, given us so many things like love. He's given us joy. He's given us ability to be compassionate, to see people lost. Just like, you know, until a person is born again, certain scriptures that Jesus uses and things that he says, he felt sad for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And, you know, sometimes there's people beside us that they're searching for truth. They want to know the truth. There was a fellow on the street even Friday. He wanted to understand this whole thing. He was trying to figure it out. And we, Nick and I, uh, you know, took him towards in the, the Bible because that's the only place where those nuggets, those gemstones, those blocks of gold bullion are found. It's in the Word of God. And uh, we have that, each of us. Okay. I know some of this writing is smaller. That's not for my sake more so than for yours. But if we look at this diagram up here, his love holds us. We're kept by God. He keeps us. Keeps us safe. Unless we wander from his word. God is omnipotent. He is everywhere. He is always with us. He's omniscient. He always knows everything. Omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Okay, here's the perspective on this. If you've ever had a health illness, a disaster, something goes wrong, either with a loved one, they're, they're ill and it's disturbing, you think that God could heal that person? Sure, he, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful. You think that maybe he didn't know about that thing happening in your life? He knew about it. He knows everything. If we have that kind of a perspective, and I've got one more attribute I'll share up there, it's the right perspective. It changes everything. That's how you can have the joy in the Lord, even amidst all these things that are coming at us. He's omnipresent. He is everywhere. He's always with us. Many times people on the street, where is God? Where was God? You know, they're, they're, str they're struggling. A lot of the times it's a consequence of their own sin. You know, a lot of times we bear the consequences of our sin, even as believers. But we don't bear the penalty. We don't bear the, 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 the righteous indignation of God upon sinners that will abide on them forever. We, we don't bear that. It was born by Christ. So, maybe it's a marriage problem. Maybe a personal disaster of some sort. Maybe it's a financial disaster you lose your job or something. Did God know you were going to lose your job? Yes. Could he have prevented you from losing your job? Yes. Could he give you another job? Absolutely. He's everywhere. He's always with us, even through those dark days. In the Word of God, it talks about the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, the, the everlasting life that we have. It's perspective, folks. It's a good perspective. It's a good thing to see and to embrace. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. We're his treasure. This is our treasure. Everlasting life is a treasure. We're his treasure too. So that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
You know, a diamond doesn't sparkle unless there's light upon it. And we have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us. That's the perspective we have to have. You can't muster up faith. You can't muster up. You can stir up the gifts that God has given you, but we can't muster up our own light. Christ in them, the fruit of the Spirit. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless or faultless, flawless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That's a great perspective to look at. He's able to keep us from stumbling and to present you faultless, flawless in Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the treasures that it contains. Thank you, Lord, that we're precious in your sight more precious than silver or gold. And it was the precious blood of your son, his body and his blood, that we remember. Thank you for giving us the right perspective in your word, Father in heaven. May we all retain that and just trust more and more and more in those truths that are flawless. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.